All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Human Evolution Project. Uh, I am Ms. Bahawk, and I'm here in a new space, new studio today. Uh, I moved in the last couple weeks, and so that's been a, a fun and exciting, wild experience. And Bryce, here with me today, is actually uh, doing the same at the moment. So um, we're excited to kind of chat with you as there's a lot of flux kind of happening um, in, in, in good ways and in ways that are just, you know, uh, anybody who's moved, you know, there's like random things. For example, my internet was out for a couple of days, which felt like my world stopped, you know, and you just don't think <laughs> about stuff like that happening. So, um, we're, we're excited to be here with you. Bryce, how are you doing, uh, today? I'm excited. We pressed that record button because we seem to always have epic conversation and not press record and sincere apology to our listeners because there's some cool stuff that Mizba and I get to bounce off of each other. And you know, he's briefly men mentioning the uh, the moves that we've both endured that he is completed with and I'm in the midst of. And, you know, I, I can't help but lean into our previous episode on transitions because yeah. moves take place for a wide variety of reasons. But, you know, within the move, there's there's probably a little bit of grief, right? Shedding of old memories or, or what was within that particular location or space. Maybe it's like havoc of like, oh man, I'm so happy to be out of that place for whatever reason. Or maybe it's like, oh man, that right there is, you know, where X, Y, and Z happen. It's a, it's a cool nostalgic feeling, but you know, anytime you go through tra change or transitions, you're, you're evolving. And I think I can't help but chuckle because, you know, you and I were chatting briefly offline around, you know, one of our missions and goals with Human Evolution Project is to motivate and inspire people to chase the vibe. And what's dope about when when you get to move is it's a new vibe. You get to create a brand new vibe. You know, I'm going to change my backdrop. I'm going to change my lighting, yeah. my setting. So the ambiance is different, but it's also going to be a different energy, a different feeling. And I, th I think that's a really cool thing that can resonate with a lot of you listening where, you know, Mizba and I are two guys trying to evolve in the entrepreneurial space and share our voice with the world. But there's something incredibly relatable around the havoc, the chaos of change and evolution. And, you know, I thought it was very important to share that with people. But Mizba, what are your thoughts on this concept of, of pursuing and, and chasing the vibe? I feel like there's that element of like we're talking about a dream life, it, you know, Alyssa and I, we call it level 10 life. So it's like, what is your level 10? Meaning like the best of the best that it could be. And we came up with a term that's like, we call it just level 10 to scale. So it's like, how do you bring that level 10 vibe that you're going after down to something that, for example, it could be your favorite food that you get at a restaurant and the level 10 to scale is like you figuring out how you make that at home and making a staycation thing out of it and you figured out a way to do that or you figure out a way to preserve going to that place every so often um there's a lot of ways to do it but basically it's taking that north star and breaking it down into something that uh is achievable and feels like you still get you know a glimpse or a taste of it and i find that it evolves right your dream life definitely changes and evolves because at one point 
it was awesome to be in the heart of the city where I was um, for a lot of reasons. And then it's like, there's so many other things that we appreciate, little things that, you know, we're excited to be out of the city, just normal grocery stores, being able to get in your car, not having to worry about parking, things like that, which if you asked us a year ago, that wasn't really maybe part of our dream life, right? But there's incremental steps. Like, I don't think there was just the move that was like, oh, we're heading towards our, our dream space. Like, yeah, maybe our dream space would be like, oh, we have a, a home and a backyard and, you know, no, like no neighbors on the other side for like a couple feet or something like that. Right. But it's like, we still get the vibe of the suburban feel that we like wanted and access to a lot of different things being close to family and we're still renting, but we're in like a, a duplex versus like a 10 story building or something with a billion neighbors. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it's like figuring out what was the level 10 stuff we really, really, really appreciate and how do you prioritize making that happen? And it's just looking like how much impact does that have? So like for us, the impact of being out here and having not as much noise actually does affect our sleep. And it was getting to a notable point where like, not just us, but like there's doctors and nurses in that building we were in. And like, you could tell it's like, they got to be sharp. And you know, there's construction going on that's never ending for the next couple years. And they're stuck in the space where like with windows down, you still have to like figure out a way around uh, around that. And so it's it's also identifying that, I guess, right? It's like knowing that that's what, that's a little bit of what the irritation was or what the, uh, the, the change was. It's just like, oh, figure out a way to have a little bit more quiet and it directly impacts your, your sleep, light pollution, all these different things that we're like super appreciative of that like we wouldn't have cared about, I think a year ago. So that's just really to say that dream life evolves and changes and having a version to scale just like on a map you know how you have the little key at the bottom and it's like this represents three miles this represents mm -hmm. 10 miles Your little it's check like points. exactly bringing bringing that down to something that's like you can see it and feel it it's hard to just take the huge leap sometimes in order to get to that level 10 you need incremental progress sometimes that's financial sometimes it's mental physical emotional and you also don't know what you don't know. So like early on when you're not a part of the city life, it's almost like FOMO. Ah, what am I missing yeah. out on? What's the action? I'm young. I'm supposed to be involved in, in all these different things and go into the different bars, the different clubs, the social network. How am I ever going to grow and connect and evolve if I'm in the outskirts and not a part of the action? But then you get a part of the action and you're a part of it for a while and you're your value systems start to change. And I, I had a cool conversation with somebody the other day, and I, I hope I'm able to articulate this appropriately. But we were talking about this same subject, and he made a comment. He said, I was very fortunate because at a young age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting because, you know, when I was young, I knew exactly what I wanted to do too, and that has also changed. You know, it went, it went from one thing and then I did that thing and it was like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. I actually want to do something else. And he made a comment. He said, that's what makes college so interesting is that he was like, I think it's a waste of money if you don't know what you want to do. Cause then you get this degree and most people don't even use it. 
And then it ends up just being a waste of time and money and people end up in, in debt. And a part of me hears that and honors that. But then the other part of me is like, well, it's, it's lifestyle exploration. You're connecting maybe with different networks. You're trying different classes. So it's almost like trying different flavors of food where you're like, okay, I really I like that. I, I want to lean into that a little bit. And then you do this other thing. You're like, oh, I really disliked that. I definitely don't want to do that. It, it helps you filter and understand strengths and weaknesses. And you know, I think all of those things are very appropriate in kind of facilitating and creating this value system of, I have this perception of a North Star and this level 10 life, as you talked about, but how do I get there? What, what are the things that I need to try in route? Because maybe this, this thing that I think I want, maybe it's not really what I want. And you don't really know that. And I think that's kind of the point that I'm making around this transition to a new home or, or a new apartment or a new, new place is that I think when we go visit the space, we're, we're punched in the face with a feeling and it creates and elicits a story in our brain of memories that we could potentially create. And I think the human species is obsessed with potential. You see it in high level sports of, oh man, this, this athlete's really athletic and can do all these different things, but they don't quite have the skills left, but we can teach them the skills and you fall in love with potential and then investors and all kinds of sponsors want to throw money at the potential. And sometimes they pan out like a LeBron James and sometimes they phase out and you never hear of them again. And it, I feel like a home is very much that. And, you know, I can appreciate the home that I'm currently in. But when we moved here, we had a great relationship with the landlord. We had this whole story and all these plans that we were going to create. And then we met the neighbors on either side of us and they didn't really like that we liked to work out. They didn't really resonate with that. They were a little bit older um, and they, they, they didn't really appreciate our outdoorsy lifestyle, playing with the dogs, running around with our shirt off, soaking up the sun, barbecuing. And I was like, oh man, like we had this whole story of what we thought was going to be our, you know, really, really level 10 life in this home. Okay. We can't really connect with the people around us. They're just, it's a different vibe that they create, that they crave. And so now we're like, okay, we can create our own vibe. We'll do that. Well, unfortunately we, we had our landlord pass away. And so then we didn't even have a relationship with the landlord anymore. And it was just with a management company that was just like, very transactional. There was no homey feeling. There was no vibe that really resonated with us anymore. And so I was like, okay, we've, we've experienced some challenges. There's now been some challenges with the home. There's been challenges with the environment associated with the home. It's time to make a change. And part of that is just our perception of what our level 10 life was in this location changed. Yeah. And so that's my, my challenge to this gentleman is like, hey, you might think you know what you want at a young age, but unless you experience it through something like college, it doesn't have to be college. You, you really don't develop the value system and the ethos to really understand, like, what is my life mission as a human? What do I want that vibe to be? How do I want it to feel? And then how can I execute and create an action plan for what I want to be, what I want to do as a human based on that? surrounding environment. I, I hope I painted that picture okay for people. 
No, I think that was brilliant. I feel like being able to get granular and microscopic, like what does the level 10 or dream life to scale look like on a day-to-day basis? So not even just a, a theoretical, this is what it would be like, but um, I'm sure for you, like you said, when you mo- moved into that space, you're like, oh, this is where we're going to have a barbecue. This is where we're going to have you know, our workouts. And you have um, specific activities and items that you can see yourself doing spending time figuring that out there's an exercise i did a long time ago a a lot of people may have done a version of this a lot of employers even make you kind of do this at times i think it's called like the perfect day exercise where it's a a way to list out what it would look like from start to finish um if you did get to choose right because a lot of times you're like man i hate this this sucks but like if you did get to choose you don't have something in mind like you thought you did, right? It forces you to be like, well, what do I actually want? And um, is it that much better than what I'm currently doing? And um, I think that you realize how much of your level 10, like what contributes to it, is really simple shit that is accessible. Do you know what I mean? Like it might be like something I love doing. I haven't gone to a diner in ages. Do you know what I mean? But like I I love love diners, by the way. They're so good. Me too. Me too. I haven't had one near me that I felt compelled to go to, and now we do. But even then, I was talking, I was like, you know what it is about that place? It's the orange juice and coffee. It's that combo that I get that I don't ever really have otherwise. Like, I'll have coffee. That comfort or, food, baby. That meatloaf yeah, and mashed potatoes. Exactly. The the home fries, the eggs, whatever you like, the toast that they add on there. Um, so the vibe of like being around a couple people that you're probably there with or something. Being able to identify what that is, is important because then now you have a path towards possibly replicating it. If you just don't know and you're like, yeah, I just love the diner and you leave it at that, then now there is a thing like I have to be at the diner to get that vibe and everything else is not not that right and that might be okay too but i think it's it's just looking at it everything you kind of want through a microscope a little bit and being like what do i really like about this and then you have like very small things like you can have orange juice and coffee at home if you really wanted right or home fries or whatever on a saturday morning and recreate that vibe it's you know that you really love going to a diner you can't engineer that until you have some of those pieces uh, at play. So I think spending a day, not even in a rushed way, but kind of just like really thinking about it, um, what does the day kind of look like for you? And a lot of times it's then cutting or figuring out um, how do you ha- how do you figure out the energy or time for this? So let's say you're you're working for X amount of hours per day, you know, you're, you're taking... You're just doing normal everyday life stuff. I think it leaves like about 12 to 14 productive hours left in a day, right? Now it's about, okay, what else was, you have a couple hours of work, you have the stuff that you're going to do. Then there's this dream building stuff that you always wish you could do, but it's on your to-do list and it never gets done. And it just keeps getting carried over into the next day and the next day. I think that's where... Uh, the moneymaker is, which is like it's long-term asset building type stuff that won't get done because it's not an immediate urgent pain. And there's so many other maintenance things that we have to do that sometimes for me, if I spend even 15 minutes or 30 minutes contributing to that item, I feel 
very productive just because I'm like, oh, I, I, I invested in this today. You know what I mean? Um, you always unlock so many different levels for me. Like you, you've got my brain spinning right now. Then the first thing that comes to mind, Mizba, is what you were describing with a diner. I think it's a feeling. And when I say feeling, I don't, I don't just mean like an emotional thing that, you know, comes and goes and maybe is not reproducible or maybe is not um, actually tangible because we can have like, oh yeah, I felt this at, at that time and then it's gone. But it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a deeper intuitive, emotional, uh, rooted feeling that is people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they ne you never forget the way you made them feel. And, you know, walking into certain diners, there might be an ambiance and a lighting. You may have been served by one of the sweetest people that was so kind, asked appropriate questions, didn't interject when you were conversing with, you know, whoever you were there with, or, or gave you the peace and the, and the respect if you were there on your own. There, there's an art to it that I think is reading between the lines of really creating an experience. And I think you can apply that really to any field if you view what you're doing with an artistic lens around how do I really maximize the experience for this individual? And I think that is really customized based on are they sloping their shoulders? Do they need a pick me up in my delivery and my tone? Are they really chatty with this person where I don't want to interject and I'm actually going to give them a little bit of space and just let them know that I'm here with a gentle setting of the menus. It's really reading the, the scenario and the situation. So that way you understand how to elicit this, this really deep intuitive feeling that I then really relate to home. All of us have an element of what we describe as home. And that doesn't have to be a physical location. That can be a, a hug from somebody, a handshake. It can be, man, every time I taste a vanilla milkshake, it reminds me of home, right? What, whatever that feeling is or that trigger is to elicit that response, you know, I don't know if everybody can relate to this, but maybe it's like being comforted in the womb again. And there's a biological nature to it where I think there's this unique thing that we can't quite categorize around this frequency and this energy that we feel because you and I both know being around certain people, you're like, man, this feels good. This feels right. And then you're around other people and like they could say the exact same thing, but their energy or whatever, whatever about them is just like, oh man, that, that didn't feel good to me. And it's not anyone's fault, but there's some sort of indescribable frequency that allows us to feel that home and if we can learn to grasp that and articulate that through words through art through action through verbiage it's it's the magic of life that that can't really be described and words as we've described before are an approximation of feeling so i can't even really articulate what that feeling is but I do think that people in the world have felt that, they've witnessed that, and it's a very uh, primal thing that you typically see in, in animals and children and nature. This is why it might be weird to talk about or say out loud that like, you know, the diner vibe is coffee and orange juice because it isn't for everybody. And that's kind of the point is it's supposed to be hyper specific to you and what you 
feel and view what gives you that uh maybe it's that home vibe um and it's seeing that like no matter where you're at like i've been in some really dingy places and it's funny how it still becomes like home after a little while to where like yeah you could be out and about but like to you the feeling of home is that place that you've set up for yourself and what you've made of it and so i think there is something to physical spaces even when you've got weird you know circumstances within it being able to transform that to kind of make that access to that feeling you're talking about easier right it's something that uh james clear popularized with activity zones and how your environment makes such a big impact on your habits and things like that um and by segmenting your space no matter how small it is to certain activities and when i'm here this is typically what i do right uh it can make the stuff that's important to you a little bit easier you know what i mean and mm -hmm. uh whether that's working i think on... that's what made like staying at home during the pandemic so hard because it got yeah. everything jumbled and there wasn't that you know the there weren't the activity zones that james clear talks about and there wasn't there, there was too much blurring of the line and yeah. there wasn't separation there wasn't boundaries drawn and then that led to what the growth and evolution of technology where Hey, I sent you that text. Why didn't you respond? Hey, I sent you that email. Why didn't you respond? And and then everything just got convoluted and, and mixed together. And I think there's there's some value in that. But now that the dust has settled a little bit, we've acquired a little bit more separation from that experience. I love that analogy of activity zones. Over here, we do this. Over there, we do that. I mean, it's probably a major reason why people love to work at coffee shops and yeah. get out of the home a little bit. So that way their, their brain gets compartmentalized into a different energy, different frequency. Well, they're chasing the vibe, right? They're going mm, after a vibe. Is. There is a specific thing. I crossed this coffee shop that I literally probably worked out of for, I don't even five years at least, right? I, in between classes, stuff that I would do, where even when they moved locations, I would like I was there throughout the moving of the locations. And that it was says the, something about this coffee shop. You should tell them, write a review. Dude, they told me that like we need to have a plaque here with your name on it because like you sit in the spot every time, like this is your area. And I had a certain vibe associated with when I stepped foot in there. It was like, all right, time to like get my music on, time to like do that. It was like a ritual that you performed. Mm -hmm. So it's really like stuff that like that that can give you, you know, that's just another example of something that um for maybe a level 10 life like that focus that zone that i really enjoy where i'm like oh man this is great this is easy i'm capable of this right i'm pretty skilled you're like in that zone the coffee shop is a contributor sometimes to that you're there you've got your stuff set up you're like in an environment maybe more compelled to work on whatever you're doing because everybody's around and watching you and you're like all right i might as well get started like all of a sudden you're in it and you just got to know that about yourself that, Hey, that's something that contributes. Um, and often it's stuff that's going to sound stupid out loud and that's okay. Cause you don't need to tell everybody about this. It's something to figure out kind of for yourself. So I love the talk on rituals. I, I think that's a really important one that, you know, we all find ways to get into the zone or approximate how to get into the zone. It's the same reason why athletes have certain things they do every single time, you know, a 
a dribble routine before a free throw, how the ball moves in your hand for a pitcher, you know, how you maybe touch your shorts or your pants as a quarterback before you're getting ready to say hike, what you do with your fingers if you're, you know, somebody on the line or some like a receiver or tight end, what coaches do maybe with their tongue or their lips in between calling a play. You know, if they've if, if they've experienced, you know, three touchdowns every time they call this certain play and they go, you know, that might that might become a ritual or, you know, wearing a certain thing, a wristband, you know, putting this much chalk on your hands or taping your fingers this way or that way or upon entering the gym, switching from these shoes to those shoes. There, there's so many different facets that people explore in order to chase the vibe. Maybe it's a certain pregame meal or, or pre-workout food, um, a beverage, the timing of consumption. And when I say consumption, I don't just mean food. Maybe it's a song that you, that you listen to three minutes before the workout starts. Um, th- th- there's a, a lot of cool things that people, people do to do exactly that. It's to chase the vibe. Yeah. And whatever that vibe is, hopefully some of our conversation grants you the the open permission to continue to be unapologetically yourself and chase the vibe that allows you to seek your peak expression chase those edges and and let your light shine because when people can shine light it is so awesome to see it it is so cool and i can't help but share this quick experience with people i i attended the morgan wallen concert last night and and he started in the humble roots of just performing in really small, you know, restaurants, bars, and, you know, now he's performing in front of thousands, 20, 20 plus thousand last night uh, at the, at an amphitheater here in San Diego. And, you know, he's, he's big time in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Now he, he's going all around the, the country, mu- country music touring. And he paused last night in between songs and he gave a quick chat around, you know, I remember the early days where my my country ass friends and I were were doing country ass shit and and singing songs in front of just four people, is what he specifically referenced last night. He said I I could look into the eyes of those four people and you know chatted with them off stage afterwards and he was like we've expanded a little bit past that but I'll never forget those days and I I really appreciate the support and people tuning in and the advice and the feedback and you know, everything in between positive and negative because it's enabled him to grow to where he is. And, you know, I think we're in, in a similar stage and, you know, whether it's four people, two people, you know, we, we hope that we're able to inspire you through our transparency and deliverables of, uh, you know, just chatting through this, this messy thing called life and the human experience. That's it, baby. Chase the vibe and uh, find your level 10. That's our sign off for today. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate and review wherever you're at. It helps our journey a ton. Uh, and it's always nice to see when listeners come out of the woodwork and we get to see exactly uh, who it is, who's listening, who's on the other end, because um, we really do appreciate your eyes and ears. So um, thanks so much for hanging out and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.